Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 26, which has top five WrestleMania matches, the last match, and then uh, my favorite John Cena entrance. Oh, boy. I had a case of the giggles. And then a bunch of stuff that uh, I guess I'm glad I watched it. I mean, sort of like a completist type of thing makes me happy I watched it. But other than that, not a... Not one that you need to see, really. I'm just trying to think if there's any other big highlight. Nope, nope, there really isn't. Anyways, uh, Chris... Oh, good. That's a horrible way to sell the episode. Oh, I think it's, it's still worth a listen. Uh, Chris Kelly and I talk about a lot of things. A lot of things that uh, happened and uh, now... Well, we recorded this the day Daniel Bryan was going to be on Raw. And uh, a lot happened in that episode. And if you're a wrestling fan at all, you already know what happened. So... There's some speculation about that. There's some speculation about what was going to happen in New Hampshire with WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. We already know that he won, so there, that's the preface. So we're not completely detached from reality. We just happened to record this a little bit early. So that's it. Enjoy the show. All right, so here we go. WrestleMania 26 held in Phoenix. Uh, not really. University of Phoenix Stadium, but yes. it's in... Tem- in Glendale or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so right. technically like, you could go to this stadium and in from your home. You could do it over the computer. Cool. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> it's not a real university. Um, yeah, this is March 28, 2010. Uh, we're in Obama's America. We're right in the... Full swing. Right in the middle of it, yeah. And uh, I don't know. We always talk about the stadium. I actually put... I, like, front-loaded my notes here, even though we don't see some of the... Sta- stuff later what'd you think of this arena or stadium i didn't love it until the final match because okay. there's a reveal during the taker michaels match of the pyramid see i have the pyramid actually gets revealed i saw that maybe the first time during uh sheamus or triple h or something so maybe it's because i didn't give a shit about sheamus and triple h i just well that yeah i mean there's a lot you could not maybe that's at. why i only have notes about the final match um yeah but they they get it right into it um this four-hour uh, spectacle. Uh, they do their flyby with some jets, and you just see the suburban sprawl of Arizona. It's a horrible state. Uh, Fantasia did the, uh, the the song. Fine. It's probably the best, like, inner prime singer we've had. John Legend. She can actually, she can sing. No, 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 no. John Legend is a bigger uh, star. No, bigger, I said best singer. <sighs> Better than Aretha Franklin? Inner prime. 1987 Aretha Franklin is in her prime. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe. Okay, sure. That's the highlight of WrestleMania. Um, and then they, the the opening, the proper montage, is basically just a bunch of... It's the WrestleMania moments, but they're like shown as videos like in negative space. Just these like video clips all playing at once. Um, you know, it's... it's I see, I, I have different notes. I have that yeah. there's a pointless flyover. Yes. Which doesn't make really a lot of sense because the stadium is like half open... Correct. So, like, the people inside can't really tell? Unless they're, they, I'm sure they just put it on the monitor, which mm-hmm. is, like, defeats the purpose. And then I think Fantasia is a horrible choice. It doesn't appeal to the audience at all. At all. Yeah. So that's dumb, even though she is technically good. And I have that they've nailed the America the Beautiful video. It's just eagles and It's perfect. Flags. They have everyone, including the Super Bowl, is now doing this. They're doing America the Beautiful and the National Anthem. I kind of think that the WWE did it first. That's a lot. Did, but they only did the America the Beautiful. Did they only Mania, now? Or? They only do America the Beautiful. Okay. But the what did Super they do Bowl last the, night? They did both. Yeah. Oh, they have okay. like a chorus sing America the Beautiful. Then they had Lady Gaga sing the national anthem. That seems excessive. 
but I didn't watch it, so I don't know. It's the first year I gave up on a... Then there's the promo video. Yes. Of all the wrestlers. And there's a noticeably absent CM Punk. Oh, Did yeah. Did you notice that? No, apparently not. Uh, there's a lot of Sheamus. There's a lot of Sheamus. The new, new hot up-and-comer Sheamus. Hot new thing on his uh, one-year... Uh, Skyrocketed to the top, Sheamus. Yes. Uh, but then we get right into it with a uh, a tag match. We've got um, R-Truth doing his, his first mania appearance. Yeah, doing his same rapping intro that he does now. His style is, even at this point, uh, at least a decade outdated. Yeah. So now it's only 16 years outdated. Uh, he, I think he's looped around to being current again. Like it's a nostalgia act that he doesn't know is a nostalgia he's act. Been, yeah, that's the thing. He's been a nostalgia act the whole time, but now he But it was too close. It. 2010 is a little bit too close. Especially for them. Especially since the guy that he's tagging with is a nostalgia act for the doors. You know, so John Morrison, I do like the slow motion intro. I hate the slow motion intro so much. He's such as like, it doesn't work for a face, but as a heel, I, I think hate it that works. camera effect. All right, moving on. Um, we actually, uh, well, they're going to be facing Show Miz, which is the big show and the Miz. Which kind of is cool. Yeah, they unified the titles. Um, and this is Miz's first non dark WrestleMania match. He's also U.S. champ. And then since they unified the tag titles, he's wearing like three belts. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> like, they are the heels, right? I guess. Um, I think the announced team, and oh, okay, boy. so the announced team is now uh, Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, and Matt Stryker, who we last saw wrestling at twenty three as part of the New Breed. Uh, he's now a current, currently a announcer for Lucha Underground, and if you see like New Japan stuff in English, um, it's not it's not great because there's they all have. I mean, it's interesting. I noticed about. I think I noticed during the Undertaker match that except for during the Divas match which is expected this is probably King's best one where he hasn't had JR to play 100% off. agree and he doesn't he's not really doing any King jokes no he doesn't seem to be happy to be there he's not miserable either it's right. just like a different it's, it's a different mood for him it's probably how he is alone at home yeah but that. then you have Cole and Stryker alternately trying to be the play-by-play guy and trying to be JR it's not working no and I Cole have some, comes out better than Stryker, though. Oh yeah, I've got like some. I have the ultimate, the epitome of Stryker line later. So uh, this match is super anticlimactic. No one gets their shit in. It's like three minutes, and uh, Shomiz Sh- retains. retains with a punch to the face. Okay, and then we have our my one of my favorite parts of every Mania, which is the activities montage. There are yes. so many activities at this WrestleMania. I love it. There's the second, I think second annual Pro Am. Yes. So cool. You want to golf with John Cena? You can golf with John Cena. There's an art show, and I'm sure that the Hardy Boys were very popular at the art show. Oh, yeah. Just a bunch of teens. Yeah. So cool. There's accent, fan access. There's Kofi Kingston. At Kofi the, Kingston's over this whole thing. He's at this entire... He's at all these events, and he's not using his accent. I think at this... Maybe nope, at this point. He's still... No, at this point, he has the accent. In, he still in, has the theme. I don't know if he's still like in promos. Because he's at the WrestleMania reading challenge. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's tough to read with a fake accent. <laughs> so good. Kofi, I, did Kofi ever get the championship belt, like the main belt? No, of course not. I feel like he'd be a good... He's still black. The Rock is black. I know, but we're doing this where it's they haven't... Sure, sure. The I feel like Kofi, it, like I see money on him more than like The Miz. Actually, no, that's a lie. I see money on The Miz, too. I see. I see. Kofi like is the kind of guy you could like have on morning radio oh, yeah. and on daytime TV and like knock it out of the park. And it's hilarious. I'm sure he did because he was getting a push, and they yeah. always gave him spots and like always 
you know, highlighted what he can do. But it's funny now that the most press he's getting is when he goes on interview shows now, and now he's a heel. So yeah. it's like they totally, for now, they missed their window. he's a likable heel. Yeah. Their he's, interview with Cole. I need to watch that. He he looks Michael Cole in the, dead in the eye and goes, seriously, do you think you're good at your job? <laughs> do and you follow him on Twitter? Uh, he had a very long Twitter rant against American Airlines this weekend. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Excited for that. Um, so after access, we get back um, to the stadium and we get – so almost every one of these matches has a story, which is something that's been yeah, seriously yeah. lacking in p- past years. Um, but here's the thing. It's really important that we know the stories. That's awesome. But they're not that good. They're not very compelling is the problem. That's the issue. Yeah. And Except that, the last good. thing, I don't care about any of the stories. This on paper makes a lot of sense. I love this on paper. This match. I love this match on paper, in both in-ring and storyline. Definitely. But it, in reality, I don't care. It doesn't deliver at all because we will see why, but it's Randy Orton versus his former legacy partners and protégés, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase, in a triple threat match. Um, and so the, the problem is that they're all like, Randy Orton is the king of the creator wrestler, the generic creator wrestler. Like if you just like... Absolutely. That's all he is. And he's and, the son of... Cowboy Bob Orton. Yes. Hence the name Legacy. Because it's Ted B. DiBiase Jr., Correct. the million dollar man who's in, inducted into the Hall of Fame. That Third generation exactly. as well. And Cody Rhodes, son of Dusty Rhodes. Yes. So this makes sense. Yeah. It, I like this. It made sense for them to be a stable. It made sense for them to break up and team on Orton. All of it makes sense. But Rhodes and DiBiase are also just super generic career wrestlers. That's why... Stardust is so, Rhodes as Stardust is so great because it gives him a character, gives him something to play with. Cody Rhodes at this point looks like he's nude, like he's wearing a nude brief yes. suit, so it looks weird. They just look like Ken dolls. It's very yeah, strange. everyone looks like they've t- taken the perfect amount of like baby oil, steroids, and gym time. They all look like fake dolls. Yes, there's no personality in any of them. No, and that's Orton's gimmick, right? Sure. So, you, but you can't have three people doing. Yeah, I'm a fucking. But the thing, and, and especially the because we know how much personality Cody has, right? And I and obviously I did not watch this live. Maybe it was different in 2010, but knowing what he became, I like yeah. so much, and the fans don't. <laughs> right. It's so disappointing to. Why can't everyone just vote for Donald Trump and like and give Stardust a bit of a push? Yeah, why that, can't the that's world all we be want. perfect? That's all we want in the world. Um, so basically, this this kind of moves. Uh, it's really boring. It's only ten minutes long. Um, the storyline in the ring becomes they're going to vote team up on Orton. Eventually, there's mm-hmm. dissension, of course, and then Orton gets a pretty big pop when he does the double. D- he does the double DDT off. That the ropes. looks awesome. Yes, and he'll do the, he'll whip that out once in a while now, and it it's all yeah, his that's spots another thing. It's look. like. Orton, like, I like seeing all of his highlights. He's the one yeah. wrestler I don't ever want to hear on mic, and I kind of always want to see the highlights. Yeah. He's great. Because all his moves, the power slam, the, the DDT, the backbreaker, everything is so crisp, and he just looks like just a mercenary. It's great. Yeah. So he ends up, he does. He teases the RKO on Rhodes, but then goes, now I'm going to kick this guy in the head, which he does, and then he RKOs DiBiase, who hits the pin. Okay, moving on, is the weirdest plug for any product, intentional plug for any product. Yeah, and even before I saw this, I just my note is cut to the Slim Jim green room. Exactly, because it's, it's not clear festooned. that it's an ad for Slim Jim at first. At first. You just think that's product placement. Okay, so it starts with the Vicky Guerrero, we're going to wrestle tonight. Yes, with her, with her tag team. Which, may, is it the weirdest kayfabe slash real storyline ever in the WWE? 
that the dead wrestler's wife becomes the general manager and is now dating a wrestler and but also cheating on him with another wrestler and is just mean and a heel. And John Cena watched. Slash, sh- there's a tribute to his her dead husband's move. You know what I mean? But it's a fat joke. It's so weird. Yeah. I, fat jokes. Know, like, that's the, the layers upon layers of weirdness. Eddie had a really weird will. And Did he is, really? <laughs> this is his last wish. <laughs> he had a SmackDown will and he had a Raw will. Yeah. They had to decide which one was going to win. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so could you explain the ad? Okay, or, so, no, yeah. so I had to look at this up because I just have question marks. Like, who the fuck are some of these people? Yeah. So she has her team with her, and then she brings out uh, Jillian Hall to sing uh, You're the Best, or what does she sing? Something like that. Something like You're the Wind Beneath My Wings or yeah, something like that. Yeah, but she's off key. And then uh, Santino Morella, who's now, he's not in his douchebag promoter gimmick. Now he's in his comedy Cobra gimmick. And he comes in and starts talking about Slim Jims, which is, I mean, it's, get it? Because he's foreign. He says Slim like a, James, he says. Slim James? Okay. Which is great. But in the accent, yeah, I can't even, couldn't even tell. So he snaps into a Slim Jim, and Jillian Hall turns into Mae Young. So they make out. Cause, and Mae Young's like, in real life, 83, 4, 5, something oh, like that. Approaching 90. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if she ended up making it. So he slap, snaps into a Slim Jim again, and she turns into Mean Jean. Also wearing the dress that Mae Young was wearing. And he says, what'd you expect? One more, and then it turns into Melina, who's like supposed to be, she's like a TNA diva. Great. I think she wrestled in a mania. Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even recognize her. They're also replaceable at this point. This is There's such... the blondes and the brunettes. That's really how it works. So that's a, that's a weird ad. And we've only had one, we've only had two matches, and we've had, this is like, time is just... Not flying by. And then now, what was originally the Money in the Bank opening match is now just the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, and it's just, you know, if we could play too many cooks <laughs> is the betting for this. Because at a certain point, the guys are coming out, and you're like, okay, it's all the guys you think it's going to be. It's Kofi. No, 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 there's a few guys that are new. Jack no, no, Swagger. I know, but, yeah. but it's like, okay, it's Kofi. It's MVP. It's a new guy. It's Evan Bourne, who's a high flyer. He's going to get a lot of spots in the match. It's the all-American American, Jack Swagger. Who has a Rage Against the Machine ripoff it, theme. Do you know what their band is? No. Age Against the Machine. <laughs> you can't even make this shit up. <laughs> Neither can they, apparently. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Matt Hardy. He was over. Yes. Um, remember that time he killed his brother at a WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Dolph, Z- Dolph Ziggler. That's who, nice. Who they're selling as the most sinister of minds. It's like, that's weird. IC champion Drew McIntyre, who's supposed to be like a new hotshot that everyone hates. And at this point, I'm like, all right, how many guys is this? And then Kane comes out. Why not? Kane needs to be somewhere. And then Christian comes out. So it's 10. Christian's pretty over. He's a second over. Yes. And it's and he gets a good pop when he's like getting close to the, the briefcase. But it's 10 guys. Jack Swagger, though, looks like a child. He always does. And he has a no, list. No, no, no. Now he looks his age. But he okay. looks like a 14-year-old kid that, like, wished he could be an adult fat man. He still has a ball cut now. He looks very... To be fair, I, you and I, if we're going to be a wrestler, we're going to be Jack Swagger in terms of body shape and style. If we did nothing to prepare for the WWE tomorrow, yeah. we would look like Jack Swagger in the singlet. And this is he his, doesn't, this yeah. is job. Yeah, he doesn't look great. No, he looks he horrible. <laughs> That's the weird thing. He's like an amateur wrestler and, like, yeah, I don't know why, like, don't... A WrestleMania is coming up. I guess I'll avoid the gym for a few months. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
It's um, awesome. I love it so much. And then this match just becomes kind of, whereas the last one was totally, um, like apparently scripted and everything was like very. This painless. one's not. Yeah, this is the worst one. It's not good. This There's is the just worst. Not... Out of all the ladders matches that we've seen, and we've seen so many great ones. Yes. The first one started on WrestleMania 10. It started such a high bar. Right. 16 years later, the retirement of one of those two members of that match. Here is the worst ladder Here's match. There's a horrible tribute to Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, no, I mean, they're doing they're doing stuff we've seen now, ladder contraptions and Kofi running up the ladder. Kofi's great. Don't yeah, get me Kofi's wrong. Yeah, Kofi's great. Kofi at one point turns a broken ladder into stilts. But you know how it ends. Like, there's no... He's not going to win it that way. Yeah, but it's not possible. Yeah. So that's the point. It's like... You still need to use logic if you're going to do these crazy things. It would make more sense if he used those stilt ladder things to, like, I don't know, jump over somebody on the outside. But Or if he used someone's, like, about to climb it and then he sets up stilt, like, to yeah, propel himself. He's in an empty ring. He could just pull another ladder out. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll reassemble this broken ladder. It doesn't make sense. No. There's one thing I think you would like in this match is that we're finally using the aerial cam. We are. More often. Which is true. So the one match where I don't care about the aerial cam. Right. They finally figured it out. Um, but yeah, and it just got... No one... I feel like no one really gets their, no. their shit in, and then uh, Swagger... No, Kane gets a shit in. Yeah, he just, be, he just, <laughs> just ruins... He just oh, he stuff. throws the... Before ripping that ladder in half, he throws one out of the ring, and it's still open, and it almost goes into the crowd. And the crowd's I like... I didn't notice what that. What the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> don't throw a ladder at us. He's Kane! He's Kane! He's a demon from hell. Yeah, and he's at his, like, shaved head, no eyebrows stage. He looks the part. So, is it makeup, or is it a black eye accident that Kane like, had? He, it looks like a, an accident. Maybe it was, but he's he's... At various points, had some sort of eye makeup because he was supposed to be all scarred. I understand that. I know. I'm just saying. I don't. But I this one know. looked like just an accident. Right. Remember that time Hulk Hogan had a black eye? No. When was that? It wasn't one of them. Nine, maybe. He yeah. had a black eye because he probably got enough. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I'm remembering a lot of other manias rather than watch this one. So Swagger slams Christian in the face with the briefcase and he wins. Great. He sucks. And no, he doesn't. Swagger? Yeah, yeah he totally sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, you're contrarian thing. You, you're going to be on the wrong side of history in a lot of this. Oh, I know. Well, no. JBL is forever the greatest wrestler of all time. Okay. Um, the Hall of Fame class. Well, first you get the little Don't Try This Home montage. Oh, yeah, which is pretty good. They don't talk about their concussions, but it was, tw- it was 2010. It was a simpler day. I know that sounds crazy, but it was. Six years later, it's a very oh, yeah. different... And we'll get to that at the end of the show. By the yeah. way, we should timestamp this right now. We should have done that at the top of the show. It's currently Monday, February 8th, 2016. Yes. Which is both good and bad. Good because we're recording this before the New Hampshire primaries. And good before we're recording this before Raw, which is going to feature the retirement of Daniel Bryan. This episode will go up next... To the day you're hearing this is a day is a week from today. So this is all old news at this point. Yeah. So we'll obviously not talk that much about Daniel Bryan. We'll know if Trump won New Hampshire, fingers crossed, and oh. we'll know if Daniel Bryan it, it is retiring for real or if he's pulling Mark Henry. So. I'm real quick guess he's um, the newest member of the authority. That's very possible. I think in ring he is very in ring authority. He's, he's done I think wrestling. in ring he is very much done. Yeah, so. he'll do the stone cold. Like I'll give you a stunner. So his will be like that kicks. He can just he can take a hit to the head for you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be his move. All right. Uh, yeah, so it is the Hall of Fame ceremony, and if I can run through the class, it's Mad Dog Vachon, Wendy Richter, Stu Hart, Gorgeous George, Antonio Noki, um, Bob Euchre doing some bits. I like Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre's great. DiBiase, um, 
who does a very earnest promo and then ends it by dropping $100 bills from the ceiling and saying everyone's got a price, saying his catchphrase, and walking out with the million-dollar belt. Um, the only thing more ridiculous than that is when they cut to the audience and Dolph is wearing a silver uh, sharkskin suit. They like literally shitty. drop $100 bills from the ceiling. I think work or shoot, because they look real. Oh, that's some real. Them, okay. Some, it was real. Okay. My guess is like there were maybe 500 bills dropped and 30 to 40 of them were real and they had them, they had cameras out like looking for the real, the real ones. Yeah. That's good. Uh, stagecraft. Um, so now we get to what they always do, which they do it on stage. Um, the only thing here is a is foreshadowing where they have the whole Hart family, uh, no Brett. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to really see the depth to which the hearts are just Canadian carny rednecks, <laughs> like in a cheap suit. Did, did the Bella twins bring out some of the? Are the are they no longer in the company at this point? Because it looked sure. like the Bella twins brought out some of the Hall of Famers. It could have been. I, I, I thought it was just generic. TNA. Before the match, uh, is this the saddest Hall of Fame class thus far? Uh, yeah, because it's very. Uh, Two, you know, s- several, a couple of them are dead. Yeah, Stu Hart's dead. George, uh, Gorgeous George is w- very dead. Yeah, and his widow is ninety-seven. Yeah, and if you're, the Gorgeous George bio that um, that I read, she's a she was a real character even towards the end, but she was very close to the end at this point. Got it. Um, and the Million Dollar Man has aged a lot. Yeah, didn't he get all Jesusy too? I don't know, but okay. he was in twelve. Yeah, is but, that wrong? No, it was it couldn't have been twelve. Was it eleven? Well, he was when at he's he's the manager for, for Stone, Stone Cold, Cold before it's Stone Cold before for it's what's like stunning Steve Austin when it was stunning or possibly the ring when it's when so he like Sa- fourteen years ago. Yeah, he looked probably twenty years younger and right. better. He always was not in great shape, but he just like became yeah. Like, but his son is in amazing shape. No, yeah, but he's like in his fifties, approaching sixty. Sure, he's just like sure. Did, he's All just right, got fat, middle aged. Yeah, but then it's weird. They do like a nice. Hulk fame ceremony and they are the smash cut to thanking Kevin Rudolph for I Made It. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he was a white cash money guy uh, who was like bringing the rock to, uh, and not the good kind of rock, to uh, cash money. Okay, then Triple H and Sheamus. Yeah, there's a whole package here and it, there's one interesting thing here. Basically it's Sheamus, like his first year of terror in WWE. He retired Jamie Noble, which is le- semi-legit. Um, then he lost the belt to Triple H at Elimination Chamber, which was uh, is the pa- the pay per view they used to do in February. So it was like what Fastlane is. It was the last one to get a story going. Um, and Triple H does his good Triple H promo of like, yeah, I respect you, but uh, here's the deal. And he's like, I was you once, and I went against the Warrior. It's the first time we've seen we've heard someone talk about the Warrior in a very long time. Yes. We've seen footage of the Warrior. He's gone up and down in their their graces and we've and seen we're still years from him coming back. Yes, and this is um but also the first time they've ever mentioned it in the context of Triple H because it exactly. was Triple H. We're now getting to that point where we can admit that Hunter Hearst Helmsley is the same guy as Triple H. Even but we still not, won't admit that him and China were in a thing. Oh that'll never get admitted. Yeah. Yes. I think we're gonna have to redact this podcast. <laughs> Um, but he does say that a lot of guys have beat him. You know, I beat a lot of guys. A lot of guys beat me, but the ones who did became stars. And it's like, well, which? What are you going to be? And uh, not you know, a star is the answer. Yeah, uh, they just keep this matches. It's to put Sheamus over, but not quite. Yeah, because they build build him up as the six six two seventy monster. He's just brawling the whole time. He dominates most of the match until Triple H plays possum and hits the pedigree for the win. Um, 
giving me one of my favorite striker lines of the night is when he says it was a triumph of wills because you should really reference Nazi propaganda films. When you have Motorhead do your theme and you're yeah. And it's one of those, is he being, is he being like oh, a snarky? he's not. Yeah, he's, or he's just an idiot. He's like, that's a good line. That's a good line. Someone should use this. Um, yeah, that was At least it's over quickly. Yes. But the thing is, yeah, it's like, why? And it's, and at this point it's 2010 and it's like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when, if or when Seamus was like. Over? He's been over. I'm wondering what anyone has ever seen in him other than he's. Yeah, is it just because like you could make a lot of money from a guy from Ireland, and like now we've like now we have a reason when we tour Europe to like have our Irish guy? And maybe they've always. I mean, that's the joke with the I mentioned last time. Like the punk, you don't want. Yeah, punk. You want Seamus. It's and this was around that time when punk was this is 2010. Yeah, was in the peak of his popularity. And then we have our thanks for letting us use this song, Audio Slave. Audio Slave might be the perfect band to summarize this era of wrestling. How so? Well, you got members of Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden. You got members of the Attitude Era, but this is not the Attitude Era. This is not Soundgarden or Rage Against the Machine. This is incredibly generic. This is incredibly safe. There's no threat. It's a very reliable band. (laughs) You know they're going to show up on your festival gig. They're going to set up way too many fireworks. It's going to mean nothing, and you're going to wish it was an era that it isn't. Right. That's what this is. This is the audio slave of WrestleMania. I like that. (sighs) All right. Now we get to my second favorite match of the night. Which is still just fine, because it's two of the best wrestlers on the bi- on the card, and they do pull out some stuff. Oh, so much! So many of these matches follow the WWE template to such a degree that it's even doesn't matter if you like the wrestlers or you don't like them or you don't know who's going to win or you do. So many of these matches just suck. Okay, so here's the problem I have with this: Punk is the heel, yes, and he's part of the Shredded Society, yes, and the way this feud starts or begins is that. Rey Mysterio is singing happy birthday to his daughter on SmackDown. Yes. And then Punk's like, I want to fight you? Is that the whole thing? They edit it out of order, which makes it confusing. Oh. That was, Rey had cost Punk, he had had beat, he'd eliminated him at the Elimination Chamber. Punk beat. Uh, Excuse me, Rey. Rey Mysterio beat CM Punk at the Elimination Chamber. Correct. That makes sense. And then Rey also like came and fucked with Punk. Because I guess they were going back and forth and Punk was fucking with him. And then Rey cost Punk his money in the bank qualifier so punk has now like lost two things and i guess they they have been messing with ray trying to get him to join Shredder Shredder society and so then that's then mysterio is saying happy birthday to his nine-year-old daughter in smackdown and then straighter society what comes but out. like what's who's ray mysterio gonna fight at wrestlemania if he doesn't fight punk unclear that's the problem with the no. whole p- premise of it because now you have a man interrupting a happy birthday and he's gonna fight anyways does that make sense? Well, I think that's clear, but it's one of those did Ray, you know, there was they didn't have a match, and he was just challenging him to fight, and then he calls him a coward in front of his kids. They didn't. There's not that extra step that so many of these feuds have had. But here's the thing: Punk has to like be like, "Hey, little girl," and then he sings the last line of "Happy Birthday" to make it like super evil. Yeah. But it's still not super evil. It doesn't make sense. I I get it. It'd be different if it was like, to. "Hey, I might be your dad." Happy. You see what I mean? No. Yeah. That makes sense. It's but, still the PG era. You yeah. don't have Undertaker, you know, hazing a flare in a bathroom anymore, you know? But, like, I don't know. He could have, like, had him open presents and there's, like, just CM Punk action figures or some shit like that. That's a good plug, it's, too, by the way. It's pretty undercooked. Yeah. It's also a six-minute match, so it's but here's about another, as much. But here's another problem with it. It's such... Undercooked is, the, is, is a great way to describe it because then Punk 
while walking to the ring is on mic. Yes. And he's awesome. Yes, so you have you a guy. No, you have a guy that knows how to talk. Let the man do the whole thing. You don't need Rey Mysterio singing "Happy Birthday" to his kids. Yeah. Let him figure this out. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He, him, and, like JBL last time. That was such a highlight of Mania. Oh, yeah, him definitely. on mic, right? Punk on mic. Just everything to just let him tell the whole fucking story. That's it. Right. And the Strayer Society is this one of. And I was listening to something with him. I mean, it was obviously when he still talked about wrestling. So it was probably maybe it was wrestling depression or something else, but. Um, he was talking about like, yeah, it was kind of a bummer how this was this great heel thing where he grew his hair out. He looked like Jesus. They they pl- they played him up as a messianic figure. They or call a, him Jim, Jim Jones, Jones and, and Charles, Charles Manson during the match. Yes, and they were building it up, and they had stuff, and he was, you know, shaving people's heads to, you know, haze them in to the Strange Society. He was railing on people. He had this great feud with Jeff Hardy. Um, but, yeah, they ended up cutting the balls off and made them all job to the big show. But But why? Because it's a stupid company, and they ran Punk out of it. And this is what happened. This is part. Real quick, of, these real are some quick. of the wounds that he had. In terms of like evilness, was the Strategic Society the WWE's continuation of the APA? No, because APA wasn't evil. APA was. I thought they were. I thought they were supposed to be heels. I mean, they went back. I think when they started, maybe they were heels. But like when they were the APA, they were basically guys who smoked cigars, and you came to them with a problem, and they. Got it. Okay, because I thought APA was like, oh, these fucking parents are getting on our asses. We're gonna. Oh no, not that's a that's APA is uh, JBL. Yeah, Simmons. What am I thinking of? The other right to censor. Oh, okay. So is this is like a a continuation of right to censor, in a way like that? They were like, stop telling us what we can and can't do, and this one's like, stop telling our beer sponsors not to. (laughs) You know what I mean? I see that. I think they're they they serve a similar role. One was a rib at like someone an enemy, right? The parents television council this is just taking punk's personality and real life to 11 or 15 or whatever okay i think the genesis is different this one doesn't come as a rib at at anyone's expense it's just it's just turning punk's straight edge thing into a heel thing of i'm straight edge and i'm better than you got it which is the whole premise and this is the the whole premise of his promo he does as he comes to the ring which is great yeah he does you know over 70,000 weak-minded individuals who think because they're so hopped up on hallucinogenic drugs. Like, what? Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> you want to do some mushrooms and go to WrestleMania? Yes. Which actually, yes, yes. let's do that. Uh, In the desert, too. Yeah. Over 70,000 people think that they pop a pill or they take a drink that somehow their problems go away. Just like they think their superhero, Ray Mysterio, will make the monster go away. But I'm not a monster, I'm a savior. You know, it's like, it's yeah. so good. And then he, the last thing is one nation under punk, indivisible with integrity and sobriety for all. So he's a bad guy because everyone's drinking 64-ounce Bud Light. He's a bad <laughs> so guy. Great. He's also he's a company of the ring, and this will come into play. Uh, he is with Luke Gallows, uh, soon to be in NXT as Doc Gallows, and uh, Serena, who they'd shaved her head. Um, and I don't know where Joey Mercury was in this at one point. Um, he's also wearing G.I. Joe trunks, if you noticed. I did not notice that. With CM Punk, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. Um, it's really quiet arena. Yes, for especially for two guys that are over because two main like the last few manias, CM Punk had some of the biggest chance. Mm-hmm. Every time Ma- uh, Mysterio is there, there's a ton of kids that just wear the, the masks, masks and yeah. love them. He was always the second. I I want to say like one of the second most after like him Cena. and Cena. Yeah, yeah just because there's so much merch. Um, did you know what Mysterio was supposed to be until Michael Cole said it? No, yeah. no, I did not. He's wearing blue and like has dr- like a hair tail. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'm just. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Um, there's this match. Like I said, it's six minutes. They don't get to do a lot. 
but they make the best of it. It's almost like those Divas matches, the, tri- the triple threats, where it was like, well, let's go out there and, not, and make ourselves look good as yeah, much he, as we can. Mysterio gets a 619. It's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, Punk, though, like, he's got some, some kicks and some counters. There's one kick to his head that's, like, slap, like, yeah. and it doesn't even look like a thigh slap. It's just a good uh, connection. But they work really well together, and they did have two more, a couple more matches, and eventually Punk got his head shaved. Um, but this was the first... And the, the closing sequence is good and all that. It's with interference and all that. But this is the first time I noticed. I don't even put the, put what he said down, but Stryker's like fake JR, where he just kind of gets louder. Notice. Yeah. He just gets louder. He does that a lot, and they just kind of disregard him. Okay, now is the worst match of the card, and this includes the Divas match. I think this is, the, this is a... When I saw it on paper, I was like, that's stupid. And then when I saw how they were doing it, I was like, this is a good premise done very poorly. Agreed. Yeah. So it's Vince McMahon versus Bret Hart. As a 13 years in the making, this is the revenge for the screw, Montreal Screwjob. It's the match opens with a quotation on a title card. Living in the past, dot, 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 there's no future in it. Is that like a Yogi Berra? Credited to no one. Yeah. It's not. Why is it in quotes? Who is? Are we, I was always it. supposed to know that. Is it the Bible? Even if it's the Bible, it says that. There's no way the Bible said that. <laughs> we'll never know. It was Jesus not credited like, to live in the past, bro. There's no future in it, man. So yeah, the Montreal Screwjob is the premise of the match. Correct. Which is really great, but that means wrestling is fake, and that means this match is fake. So the snake ate its tail. Yes. What? <laughs> The the thing with the Montreal screw job is that he called for he screwed him that as well the formulation that we will not be able to get away from is X screwed Y. Yes. Or X screwed X or whatever but that yes, that was a revealing that there's a business and there's a booker, but that was like the reality bleeding in. And now this is gonna be it's fake, but this is this is the one moment you're supposed to suspend disbelief that this is real. So the guy that the it's still real to me, damn it. Yeah, and the guy holding the sign at every WrestleMania since with the it's still real to me, damn it. Is this real to them, damn it? No. See what I mean? It's it's then that's that's where we're at. But that you don't then you can't then make this the street fight. Make this the unbuild. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't like you could still do this. Right, but this one is so the problem they have is that Vince is now sixty five. Sure. Uh, Bret Hart. Suffered at, in 2000 or late 99, suffered severe post-concussion syndrome because Goldberg is a piece of garbage. And he can't actually wrestle. No. And But they just make it very convoluted. The package, I think, did it well where they both were kind of tricking each other into doing sure. this match. And it turns out Brett is fine and he's already got... And he makes, you know, I'm going to sue your ass if you don't come to this match. Yeah. His graphics, though, for coming to the ring, fucking horrible. Is it graphics better or worse than his, his uh, wrestling attire? Back in the day, or the ten- current, the jorts. Ah, but like you said, he's like he can't really do the thing. So like, right. I can't hate him for that or hate that outfit. Like, what is yeah. he supposed to wear? What What does an adult man wear? I don't know. Well, what does Mister McMahon wear? Where's Where's a shirt with no sleeves? Yeah, and dress his, slacks to, to show off his guns. Yeah, and to show off his he makes he makes money. He has so, nice slacks. Hard has aged way more than Vince, even though the age because of the horribleness and the yeah. sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's Vince McMahon. He buys the Hart family. <laughs> he yeah. pays the Hart family off. He decides to give him a WrestleMania-sized screwing, and he bought the Lumberjacks. And the Hart family is, it's not only the people we saw at the Hall of Fame ceremony, it is the Hart dynasty, which was a stable of David Hart Smith, that's uh, 
British Bulldogs kid, Tyson kid, Natalia. Who's a who's a total diva. Yes, she is. Still a member of the company, still predominantly featured in the WWE's Instagram page, but not on Raw. Right. And so he's going to... There's like a lot of them. Brett does his promo. Of all ages. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Brett does his promo, and it's like, this is where it gets painful, because Brett was never a good promo, and... This doesn't. I whatever happened to show don't tell, like him saying this, like kind of ruined. Like if they had just so basically he's like, one thing I know about the Hart family, y'all got paid up front, which is kind of like ribbing your own family. But it's basically like, also from the Montreal Screwjob, I learned how to double cross. So he's already s- spoken with his family. They're gonna turn on Vince. I would have really liked that to be like a reveal. Yeah, or uh, they just. Kept the, they just actually did screw Brett. <laughs> yeah, that would have been even better. <laughs> yeah, they, that's actually how he his last match. Yeah, he loses. I would love, and then Shawn McMichael. Shawn Michaels is the uh, guest ref. Yeah, and they ring the bell too early. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the, I mean, like the match itself is just basically Vince gets beat up by all the lumberjacks, um, and then he gets goes under the ring, gets the world's smallest crowbar. That's so. Um, bad. Brett beats him a while for the crowbar. Uh, beats him some more with the crowbar. Uh, he gets a chair. He takes a seat. But then he does, I'd say, way too many chair shots. And uh, the crowd is dead at this point because you are literally beating a dead horse. Like it it's is the quietest Finn's match yet. Yeah, and we've gone over this. Vince McMahon puts on really good matches at WrestleMania. So, shockingly, <laughs> like, but what yes, the hell? yeah. Oh, um, so, like I said, it's a good idea, but it goes way too long and does not the execution. It's not the excellence of execution. It's pretty shitty. And you know, appropriately, it's a lame version of HBK Vince. Because he does that, oh, I'm going to do some more damage stuff. Like, we've seen, we've literally seen this with the guy that you are you think you're better than. Um, oh. This match did have my ultimate striker line, which is when Natty slaps McMahon. He goes, best of luck in your future endeavors, Natalia. And that's the type of smarky bullshit, because that's the line, that's the stock line that, wrestle, that WWE gives people when they fire them. And it's not, you're fired. Just with Finn screaming at you. And it's just that smarky bullshit of, like, Winking at the audience. I just, it takes me out of it, and I hate this guy. Um, Let's move on. Yeah. So we know they're not good match. Yes. I had to rewatch this match because uh, the first time I watched it, I fell asleep. Yeah, that says something. And so, and and then here's the thing I don't hate all these wrestlers. Yeah, the only part that I even like is the the package. So Edge had torn his Achilles for real. Could have been out a year, could have been out forever. Um, Jericho, his former tag partner at the Slammies, says, I'd like to thank the long-forgotten Edge. It's like a few <laughs> months later. <laughs> Edge actually does make like a Cena-esque return six months after being injured at the Rumble and got a huge pop. And Jericho, great heel champ, coming out the suit with the gold belt, yeah, pulling a flare. Mm-hmm. I don't get injured. I just win championships. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, this the crowd is quiet. I was actually just listening to uh, AJ Styles on Jericho's podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about this match of like it's such a big stadium, and it's tough to hear the crowd anyway, and that's part of why like because they do get loud at some points. Yeah, but it's not a bad match. No, it's not. And I, I know why I fell asleep. It wasn't because of them. It's because I just had to sit through a really uncomfortable, not even an uncomfortable in a cool way. Right. Like the the four way McMahon match was uncomfortable in a very cool way. The Hart McMahon match was just uncomfortable because, like, Vince is, does clearly does not give a fuck about this. Hart yeah. really gives a fuck about this, and it's not going well. It's and, almost like, yeah, Bret Hart's a huge mark, and <laughs> Vince McMahon just wants to make money. Yeah, and it's and then you're just like, uh, but you're sort of drained by the time that Edge Jericho rolls around, and these guys are both really not dumb. 
Yeah. I wouldn't say smart, but compared to the hearts, it's just, oh, boy. Oh, no. And, I mean, and it's a technically good match. A lot of counters. A lot of um, outside-the-ring action that's really looks dangerous. Yeah. Um, and then it, you know, my favorite part is actually is just a sign that says, I hope a Canadian yeah, wins. I got that too. <laughs> um, did you know that Edge went to WrestleMania 6 in Canada? They didn't. Did they mention it? No. I okay. So. I don't think so. We're, we're done mentioning Hogan because he's at TNA at this point. Um, and I do like that Ed, you know, Jericho goes to get the belt. Ruff gets knocked down. He hits Edge with the belt and then does the code breaker and gets the win. Yeah, it's cool. So the heel wins, which yeah. in this case, it's not over something. It's just like. He's just an evil guy, so he wins. It's fine. Um, but Jericho, after the match, goes to work the ankle some more of uh, of Edge, and then Edge like clears both tables and then spears him into the timekeeper timekeeper's area. Which okay, which is fine. But Edge looks like the idea of like a six year old boy drawing angry crazy man. Yes, he can't sell it because he's he's not he, like Orton could sell this right. But Edge, no, it's like ah oh, no, you could read. You can't sell this as much there's too much of edge we know he's kind of smart yeah he doesn't look intimidating ever no he doesn't have the body for it no it just doesn't you can't sell this spear like it's like it's a life ender but the spear does look like it could end a life when you do it into the time exactly area and you like hit your head it looks bad. like both guys really hurt their necks yeah so good uh that was good that thing that happened after the match was done then we have my favorite part of the night excluding the f- the main event yes the Batista John Cena package. Are you totally skipping the intros. divas? Oh, I completely forgot. I don't even have any <laughs> notes about the divas. No, I mean, go ahead. Go this ahead. is just yeah. This is a ten diva tag. I don't have my phone to get the who's in it. It's basically Vicky's team versus a, a team of. There are some people. There are some people that non wrestling fans would know, like Alicia Fox. Yes, I think this divas. is her WrestleMania debut. He might think. have been in that battle royale. Sure, whatever. Anyway, there's some interest. There's it, the it moves in. Two or in, there's three things that happen. One, they all beat up Vicky. Then there's a parade of spots where it's a ten person tag, so they all come in in a sequence. And there are some cool stuff. It's funny because like Michelle McCool, the Undertaker's wife, has Wings of Love, which is the same move as the Styles Clash. Oh, cool! And I didn't notice like, that. Yeah, it's just like it. It looks about as intimidating. Um, and then Beth gets the Glam Slam, which is another one. There's these like double underhook. Uh, kind of like face busters, like the pedigree, but from different high angles where you're like, yeah, you can't protect yourself because your arms are hooked. Yeah. Um, Those actually look good. No, but then this is where Vicky does the hog splash because get it? She's she's a middle-aged woman. She's fat. So she does a hog splash and lands horribly. Bro- probably fucked up both her knees and then they fucked up the pin and then it's done. I don't think there's Divas matches for like two or three years after this. Which is like good or bad at that point, right? Like if they if they're gonna book it like this. Why even fucking bother? They're oh. uh, fuck Moolah because it's the yeah. it's a long shadow, man. You could oh man, you could easily have an equal gender like pay per view, and it would be great. What do you mean For in the WWE? Like if Fastlane was like not intergender, oh, but okay. like five women's matches and five men's oh, matches, definitely. and it'd be great. Yes. Like with the talent they have, yeah, that's it. Just do the thing. You don't need to like bring in extra people. Yeah. Fuck, it's so discouraging. But... Okay, now is my <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So the Batista Cena storyline is great. I love it yes, so I much because it you could just plug into any superstar versus Cena, and it's like, oh, that's the same idea. Cena's right. the man. I should be the man. That's it. Yes, and you can, and it is a 
like a really good Cena storyline, but it does have these actual parallels that they mm-hmm. did win their both titles at 21. They, their their careers, they did come up through OVW at the same time. So, and they were on top basically at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it even it, it works better than just there's a new kid on the block who wants to be Cena. Yeah. These guys, Batista has like a legitimate in storyline. Like, sure, like, it should have been me on the fucking Wheaties box and yeah. stuff. You know, and so the package is great. And then we have our intro. Batista gets his um, it's angry butt rock, whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> try to keep it together. <laughs> and then John Cena, because he is a Marine from the movie, the Marine has the color guard. Is it the color guard? It's the U S air force honor guard drill team. <laughs> Not even the right branch of the military. <laughs> they do the whole, like we got weapons with knives on the end because that's how we're going to defend shit. Yeah. Flipping shit around. Well, they have, they spin like title belts. <laughs> And then they do the whole thing. It's yeah. like two minutes long. Yeah, it's like they're fucking their whole thing. It's like they're burying an unknown soldier. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then John Cena comes out, and that's it. They fucking do the, the normal song. Yeah, it's amazing. He just salutes and runs to the ring. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I was never in the military. I played Division Two college football. <laughs> You're all fucking idiots. I'm a millionaire. Oh, I love it so much. I laughed legit for five minutes after I saw this. I was like, I was alone. I wish you hadn't told me. I mean, I think it's it's pretty great. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, I just, it's so tough for me to, that time he fired a live Tommy gun into an arena. No, that's just because that's like intentionally silly. And yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And because it's like already the like, what about when he crashed? Gangsters in Chicago had. That was hilarious too, but that was still fun. This is supposed to be. This is supposed to be so respectful and serious. That's why it's just fucking amazing. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's so dumb. I love it so much. Um, How'd you feel about this match? Indifferent. It's pretty good. There's a lot of good spots. Um, I do like a poster I'd like to point Mm -hmm. out. Um, It's Batista Light Fish Stick sign. The which, South Park exactly, which means we time is <laughs> flat circle. Two degrees of Kanye. <laughs> is that what you're trying to get to? No, I wasn't. Uh, uh, oh, I w- oh, South Park. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of Stone Cold's dad. He, he is uh, sorry, uh, Cartman is Stone Cold's dad. Yeah. So <laughs> we are now multiple like decades of South Park references. Yeah. Russell the guy who brought the the. Stone Cold's Cartman's dad sign had a kid who made that <laughs> sign at this one because it's been enough years. Uh, yeah, the one line, I, like, these are two power wrestlers and power wrestlers at Mania when given up time, excluding Hulk Hogan. It's entertaining. Even when it's right. ultimate words, like, it's still entertaining. Like, it's fucking crazy. Um, so seeing stuff like the attitude adjustment from two power wrestlers is cool. Yes. Who do you think in this, like, who do you, does the crowd think is the face? Cena. He gets the kind of the divisive like when he does a move, he gets a loud yes, pop because sure. kids are cheering and everyone else is booing. Yeah, because then Batista would counter and like a, get a Batista bomb. But I think by the end they were just like they were yelling for every. Yeah, they just want to see cool shit. Yeah, because you just sat through a diva's disaster. Yeah, and, and I. But there is still, and it's funny because you'll see this, and it's like the close seats. You figure. When it's still people can afford them, mm-hmm. they're probably smarts, right? Because they want to, like, if they're that big a fan, there's definitely they're represented. Oh yeah, there's like, also. Oh, the I mean, when you're seeing signs for like podcasts, yeah, and raw, like those, 
or pay-per-views. That that's so I appreciate the nine people <laughs> who came with the everyone gets a letter sign to spell out Cena sucks. And sat on the hard cam side. Like, that is really... That's commitment. Uh, it's like $1,000 joke. Oh, God. But I, and that's actually one of my new, newish favorite WrestleMania traditions, which is once John Cena inevitably wins the match, he takes selfies with those people. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cena wins. Whatever. Cena wins with a STF, which is the worst move that he has. I, I do. I will say the five knuckle shuffle. At least it was from dumb. the top rope. Off the top rope, it looks like it hurts both people because it's stupid. Mm-hmm. So then they cut to a, what looks like a video package, but it's actually a commercial for a DVD about Shawn Michaels uh, called uh, "My Journey," my, my journey, my struggle, whatever. Um, do you think that spoils how this next thing is going to go? If we're sending, if we're selling <laughs> career retrospective DVDs. Excellent point. I think the weird flute score that accompanies our video explaining the match is actually what spoils it. Did uh, you not notice that? It's this wrong? weird, like, Kill flute. Bill-esque flute. Like, yes. You know what happens in Kill Bill, right? Bill dies. <laughs> Michael's is, was Bill a sexy boy? <laughs> I love that sexy boy actually got better with age. Who would have thunk it? That's really strange. It but, is, though. Yeah. It's so much better from, like, a 50-year-old man. When it, yeah, because when it hits, you get, uh, like... <laughs> When there's like just a woman screaming, yeah, moaning. So this is our streak versus career match. It's a rematch of the last, uh, most recent best mania match, and now it's actually headlining, which I didn't get to look. I'm tr- I want to look back and figure out when a better match headlined WrestleMania. Yeah, because I mean this is nearly a five star match. If not, no, the like, last one was five star. This is not as good. This is really great. Yeah, but the last one was definitely better. Well, I, th- I think and longer. One, I think this one's co- this, this one's, one's very really, good. It's very long too. I think this one actually is over the top just by a, a hair. But so it's basically that HBK. The story is that oh really know, co- oh, sorry yeah. go, ahead, go ahead oh yeah just that he's still bummed about that last time he lost to Mania he was like I had a perfect match except for that one mistake when you turn a moonsault into a tombstone I want to rematch and. Undertake. And which is great storyline, mm-hmm. but um, isn't there a booker that determines who wins? And wasn't there a match about that a few hours ago? That was something different. Okay, that was um, that was them getting a Canadian mark to be back in good terms <laughs> and make some money. Is that is that what that was? That was separate. Okay. Yeah, that was separate from the event. So just one match per pay per view probably has a booker, and the rest yeah, is the just rest pure is, is for yeah. Okay, and then a divas match for with, for comedy, <laughs> in tribute to a dead man. Okay. So that, you know, then uh, Undertaker won't wrestle him and until Michaels fucks up his matches a couple times and he says, yeah, I'll do it. And the stipulation is if you lose, you retire. Um, it's a no disqualification match. So no, it's just pin or submission, no count outs. Um, you know, and Cole here tries to get in his JR. But as the sun sets in the Arizona desert, is the sun setting on the career of Shawn Michaels? But he can't sell it. He doesn't have. He's not an old, like Texan veteran announcer. He's like a little sh- schmucky kid who had like we've we've seen him uh, in a few years time having like bleach blonde tips. Like you can't take him seriously. Um, HBK comes, but you out, could definitely you know, take HBK seriously. <laughs> well, he's less Jesus. He's a this sexy time. boy. He's less Jesusy this time. Now he's just down <clears throat> to business, which makes me like him less because I love the storyline. The the heaven versus hell. You know, as far as epic 
Go is better than Streak vs. Career. Yeah, but it's still, Streak vs. Career is pretty great. Yeah, this has, I, this just for me has a couple moments that just puts it up. Uh, mm. Undertaker does ascend from hell, presumably, uh, with a laser light show, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally built from Death Valley. That's good. Yeah. Did what is your what is your main takeaway or like what's your preface for this match? Anything? Um, you already know it's gonna be great. Yes. There's a few moves that um are sort of like the Flair Michaels, where it's like, oh, you're only doing that because your career is about to end. Right. Specifically, the moon salt onto the table that Michaels does onto Taker. It's yes. just like, oh no, <laughs> don't do that. This is you definitely your career-ending match. Yeah. Um, it was great, and um, I don't want like I feel like we could just skip over the first twenty minutes. Right, I think the only thing that's important is when they first start. Um, they do a stare down, and HBK does the the throat slicing gesture that Taker does as kind of a threat. I think that the match starts fast as hell. Undertaker is loud. He's like scre- writhing in pain, screaming in pain, like screaming with every hit. Kind of is thing. it the loudest of him we've had? I think so. Because he used to be silent. That was like the gimmick. That was part of the gimmick. Yeah. Now it's like that. It's real. That it's real pain and he's 40 something years old and the shit hurts uh, the story for the match for most of it uh, in ring is that Undertaker tweaked his knee early so HPK is just trying to knock the tree down um, but yeah it just these guys as we saw last time they just work so well together just the counters you know um, the one that really uh, there's a series of these but Michaels goes for springboard to the outside and then uh, Undertaker turns into a tombstone outside and then when the doctor comes, Undertaker just like throws him like a rag doll. The tombstone that he does onto Michaels, yes, it looked perfect because I th- I was like, oh, he's not hurt clearly. But mm-hmm. seeing that from every angle in that arena, and even on camera, it's like, oh, that looked great. He was clearly yes. protecting him. It was really well done. Yes, um, there's all these different, you know, the the Hell's Gate that gets countered into a bridging pin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just keep switching, you know, hitting a, a sweet chin music. Into I don't the think last there ride. were as many false finishes, though, as the last one. No. And I love that all the false finishes in the last one. Right. Although in the last one, I think Cole screaming the streak is over on all the false finishes was so annoying. <laughs> he only does that a few times here. Maybe because JR was there, I liked it more. Yeah. Also, you have to admit, without that first match, you don't care as much about this match. No, but that's that's a lot of, I mean. I get that, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, sure I'm going to go with the first yeah. one. You don't care about Godfather Two, though Godfather One. It's like you sure, can, you, you know, and you know as this match is kind of going, and they yes, he does the moonsault through the table that they're both oh writhing God. in pain, and some of that's selling, and some of it's not. Yep. And uh, when they finally get in, this is when Undertaker's really like pulling himself up by the ropes, like spaghetti legs, but not like a cartoon drunk. Like he looks like can he actually stand anymore? Um, and he does the the tombstone and does the arm cross. Like this is over. And then Michaels kicks out, and then he's like, "Stay down!" Yeah, he pulls his straps. His arms bleeding. He's does the. He's about to do the throat slice, and he just stops. He puts his hands on like, "What the fuck are we even doing here?" And that's when he's like, "Stay down!" And HBK is pulling himself up and clawing at Undertaker's chest, and then he like on his knees does his the throat slice and slaps the Undertaker, and then the Undertaker's like, "Oh fuck you, then we're gonna do this." Yeah, and I and, yeah, I think that's sim- that's just a good representation of how every like man or woman that what maybe not woman, but every man, maybe certain men, every man that watches wrestling is like, "Oh, that's how I want to die." Yeah, yeah, you want to like yeah, fuck you, you got, you're gonna have to shoot me, yeah. you have to kill me. Yeah, and then they do. <laughs> yeah, because then he does. While the other the tombstone outside, you could see how protected he was, and it still looked good. 
This one he does the rare vintage loosen fast. He does the vintage jumping under uh, tombstone, which removes a little bit of the uh, control when, of a you know control <laughs> descent versus jumping on both your forty something year old knees and with a guy's head off the mat. It's amazing. It so, looks so good. But this is the best because, like, I feel this puts it over the the last Undertaker Michaels match and uh, hair over the flare. Uh, Flair Michaels because that one Flair Michaels was a perfect self-contained thing but these guys they do have the benefit of history they do have the he, Undertaker is the one that put Michaels up the first time then they have these two all-time yeah. matches okay I see that. and they have and it's like a there's a postscript to it later we'll, we'll see but the great thing is Undertaker helps him up after mm-hmm. he does his he gets like the thing the 18 and 0 thing and he's I think he lips something like you're one tough son of a bitch and they they do the, the, the well really quick. Heart. I don't know if you noticed this, but like when the three count is beginning, you could see a parent, mm-hmm. uh, his cameras to his back is to the camera, hoist his young child like a three year old up so he could see Shawn Michaels get pinned. It's like you're gonna want to remember this one. <laughs> I mean, it's actually a good moment. That kid one day will be. Edged. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, um, and you know, then Undertaker leaves even though he's one and. It, Michaels gets his moment. He's very much crying, not as much as Flair, but he's he's saying thank you and you know it's been awesome and all this. And you then, hear the mic picks him up saying, "I'm going to drive my kids nuts in three weeks." Yeah, um, and then he kind of does the Cena thing where he goes over. There's a guy has, has a sign that says, "This match brought to you by ARP," and he says something to him, uh, and then he does his kneel and his prayer and thank you and walks off and that's the end of mania no their lawler has one line oh what does he say he says goodbye we're going to miss you okay yeah what like totally sober what yeah (laughs) that's not about like puppies or whatever like what's going on when did he become well now he's the veteran he's got to like act his age but i just love that doesn't end with a montage it just like leaves you with that note and for a very forgettable mania that has one good match if you're going to do it at least at this time they didn't, they didn't. Can you imagine watching this match? Like he walks out, and then it's like John Cena do, do, versus do, do, do. Big Show. Like you, who would give a <laughs> shit at that point? So the fact that they booked the one thing you have to sure, get right. Sure, sure, sure. That's why I I like this. I like that one. Okay, this, I'm not going to disagree with that. This Mania is still not very good. No, it's not. And that's why we did our probably our fastest. Probably. Uh, uh, do you have anything to say about anything? And inter- well, I feel a dumb predicting. Stuff. I know. Well, it's I mean, a week out. Yeah, it's always dumb, like predicting or betting on wrestling. Anyway, well, right? we still have the bet where you're you. Well, that's not a, are that's going a to bet. owe me ten dollars when Hulk Hogan does not show up at WrestleMania. There's rumors. I see more rumors every day that he. Will. Okay, great. Yeah, I I've, been, I've been talking to Hulk Hogan. Yes, well, I think Hulk Hogan will be there, and uh, Daniel Bryan will also. I'm not going to put any money on that. No, Daniel Bryan will be there. Yeah, you know the newest member of the Authority, Daniel Bryan. See, that's a. I think they're going to uh, let this one sit and. Uh, the fact that he tried to get out of his contract and they were like, that you don't have that right to do that. And he was like, all right, I guess I'm retired. No, we got a haircut. Yeah, he was in we're a Super Bowl ad. Real dumb. How was the Super Bowl ad? Uh, it's fine. Okay. It didn't air. I don't think it aired everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Just like this mania doesn't fucking matter. The audio slave of uh, WrestleMania is to steal your line. Ugh. 